I am in upstate New York in Salem, Salem, New York. It is just about 11 o'clock here as I walk down this dirt road. It's very chilly, maybe like 12 degrees out. Uh, but I wanted to come out here before it got truly untenable and take a look up at the night sky. I don't know if other people uh, feel this way, but when you look up at the night sky, I find it very <laughs> disturbing <laughs> to actually take a moment and think about what it means to be a little person on a little rock floating in billions and billions and billions of stars. It is a strangely confusing experience to actually try and even situate yourself in that. Um, and I've always found it slightly unnerving. Weirdly, I hear the sound of my cell phone, like interacting with the recorder, just even sort of has its own spooky resonance. Uh, oh my God. So I, I, I wish I could say that I planned this and this was like all part of an elaborate thing, but I assume that's coyotes, but I really don't know. I really don't know. That sounds wild. Well, look, today, today we, the God, the spookiness of this recording has gone exponentially higher. The phone interacting with the thing, the coyotes in the background. I'm I am out of here, man. Uh, listen, today we we are uh, we asked the staff at Atlas. I'm just reading this off my phone now. We asked the staff at Atlas Obscura to tell us uh, about places where they encountered something unexplainable, something that made them feel cosmically small. Maybe it was something they couldn't understand. Maybe it was something that later they found an explanation for. But in the moment, felt truly uh, profound. That is after this. I am getting, I'm going back inside. Good Lord. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I 
probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. My name is Harrison Watkins, and I'm a senior producer at Atlas Obscura. And a place where I experienced something unexplainable was at the bottom of the Grand Canyon at a place called Phantom Ranch. Me and my family had booked a camping trip where we got to hike into the Grand Canyon and sleep at the base of the, of the canyon for two nights. And then, of course, got to check out the amazing set of stars that filled the night sky. So on our first night, we were stargazing, counting various shooting stars that we were seeing. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, literally a strip of about 50 lights in a straight line trailing each other went from one edge of the canyon across the sky to the other edge of the canyon and then just disappeared. It took about a minute. What is going on? That is amazing. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are near Roswell. And throughout that time, everyone at the campsite was looking up and trailing it and just so confused as to what it could be and we're asking questions like, what is that? What is that? Is that, are those aliens? We're close to Roswell, New Mexico. Are they, is this a meteor about to hit Earth? That is the craziest thing I've ever seen in It was completely unexplainable, and even more so because we couldn't use our phones because we didn't have any service to look up what this spectacle was. So I felt like my imagination was on fire, and I went to bed just dreaming about this cosmic spectacle that I had just seen, and so grateful for just how it inspired my sense of imagination and curiosity about the cosmos, about the spiritual place that I was in. And I was amazed and in awe and it was, it was awesome. My name is Chris Naka. I do a bunch of random stuff for the podcast and I do a bunch of random stuff for Atlas Obscura. My encounter with the unknown happened when I was three or four years old. My parents needed to go to a carpet store. The sun had already gone down, maybe 8 p.m., and they were concerned about getting to the store before it closed. So we all piled into a brown, rusty station wagon, drove to the carpet store, and when we got to the parking lot, which was empty, my dad asked me, do you want to come in or do you want to stay in the car? We'll only be a minute. So I said, I'll stay in the car. And I remember my parents left, locked the car, and I did what I normally do when I was left in the car is I climbed into the trunk of the station wagon because I could lay down. And while laying down on my back, I could see the sky and the street lights from the rear window. And I remember seeing some bright lights appear and they were attached to what I can only describe as a giant UFO that was flying not very far from the ground. I would guess that maybe it was 200 feet uh, above the station wagon and it was multiple colored lights on two discs with spires on the end of the outer disc and the inner disc was rotating. I remembered this profound sense of awe as I watched this thing just pass over the station wagon and then my parents were back and whatever they had to do they had done it and we went back home and I never told anyone 
about what happened in the parking lot. But sometimes I wonder if that's when I met my real parents, the aliens and that UFO. They were just checking in to make sure I was okay. Hi, I'm Bess Carey, and I'm Director of People and Culture at Atlas Obscura. My encounter with the unknown was when I was at Channel Islands National Park a couple of years ago. It's off the coast of Southern California, not too far from L.A., and it was nighttime, and I was taking a little night hike and walking along the coast, looking at the stars and the sky, and all of a sudden, um, off the mainland, off of California, this like orb of light just started ascending into the night sky and it was really bright and you could tell it was burning and then it sort of like split into two and got really big and fading into the night sky. The night sky always makes me feel really small but I felt particularly small in this moment. It felt otherworldly, like extraterrestrial and just something I had never seen before in nature. I found out later it was a SpaceX launch. But in that time before I knew, it was just, it sort of made you question like what was going on in the earth and um, what it, it meant. Hello, my name is Jonathan Carey, and I'm the Senior Associate Places Editor here at Atlas Obscure. This story goes back to, I want to say, 2010, probably. I was an undergrad at Shenandoah University, which is a small college in Winchester, Virginia. And I was on my way back to school from spending a weekend back in my hometown, so it was about a three-hour drive. And I'm driving through the mountains, going down like this kind of real like hills, kerns, and all that type of stuff, like a two-way highway throughout the mountains. And I just, I guess, just decided to look up in the sky because it was just such a nice day. And I looked up and I noticed something like a glint, like a shiny object in the sky. And at first I thought it was a glider. And I just was like, man, that glider is flying really low. And why is it like bright, shining like that? Like, like almost like something was reflecting off of it. So I looked back at the road, looked back up again. And that's when I noticed that it's not a glider. It's this big silver ball uh, the, the best way I can describe it is if you took a shooter marble that you use for playing marbles if you took that like ball and you just threw it up in the air and kind of doubled it in size that's what it looked like and the sun was reflecting off of it it was just kind of floating there like I said like kind of like at that glider level and I just kind of stared at it and was like oh my goodness what is that and I looked at the road and looked back up again and it was gone and there was nothing there anymore I was super tempted to pull over um, on the side of the highway and kind of just kind of scan the sky to see if I see it again. But it literally disappeared with almost instantaneously. I've always been a, a believer in, you know, extraterrestrials, or UFOs and things of that nature. And I had always wanted, you know, I wonder what it looks like. I wonder what it feels like to have that type of experience. And, you know, I had one. And I don't know if I ever get answers to it of what that was. But since then, I, like I said, I was always kind of a, a thinker and a believer of, of those things, but it made me even more curious and more like just fascinated about what else is out there in the universe and what's going on in the world. And 
in space and time that we just don't know about or don't see. I'm Nikki, and I'm a trip designer at Atlas Obscura. A few years ago, I was sitting on the couch with my spouse, Jose, watching Chernobyl on HBO. It was around 9 p.m., so the vibe was already a bit intense. It was dark, the music's creepy, it's pretty quiet. All of a sudden, all the lights in the house cut. TV, lights, everything. And then very slowly start to turn on again in a crescendo. So they start barely on and then get brighter and brighter and brighter until it's almost like a surge. It feels like they're so bright they're gonna burst. And at the same point, we also start to feel this sound. And I say feel because you felt it more than heard it. It was like this electric, like, wow, wow, wow. It just like cut through your body super loud. And coming in from the window is a bright green light. Like our entire living room is now this bright green. And this all happens in maybe a couple of seconds. Jose jumps up off the couch, throws open the front door and runs outside. And I just hear him go, oh, and it's probably important to note here that I've probably never given a thought to aliens or the mysterious in my entire life. But at that moment, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that aliens had just landed on our block, like no doubt at all. So Jose's outside. And I'm just sitting on the couch waiting for him to come back and explain to me that aliens have just landed on the street outside. However, when he came back in, what he said instead was, and I'm not sure if this is better or worse, it's the power plant. It's going to blow. Like very confidently, no doubt in his mind, that's what was happening. And time just like instantly unpaused. It was like a movie. I didn't realize it had been paused up until that moment. But as soon as he came back in and clarified it was instead a power plant explosion and not aliens, everything suddenly cleared and came back into real time. Long story short, it does not explode. The sound, the eerie green light, they eventually fade away. Sirens are still coming, but maybe... 15 minutes after all this had happened, we were all outside running down to the Con Ed plant. Like the entire neighborhood. You start everyone coming out of their houses, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Let's go. And we're just like, there's crowds in the street standing in front of this Con Ed, Con Edison plant. Zero fear of being in front of a plant that had nearly exploded. And to be perfectly honest, I'm still not quite sure what caused it. But if you look up images, you just see these shots from New Jersey, an entire state away. And it's this insane neon green cloud over the city. And you just have to imagine that that was literally two streets from my house. It was insane. Crazier, perhaps, I have not thought twice about that power plant or aliens since then. And I mean, I walk my dog past it all the time. But if you asked me if I would go out exploring again, if I knew it was almost aliens, but then confirmed to definitely not be aliens, I would say probably. Probably I would go out exploring again.
If you have ever been somewhere where you have encountered something uncanny or unexplainable, we would love to hear that story. You can call us at 315-992-7902 and leave a message, or you can send a voice memo to hello at aliceobscura.com. Tell us who you are, where you are, what happened, and how it made you feel. And for more stories of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places, uh, visit atlasobscura.com. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Chris Naka. Sarah Wyman. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger. Camille Stanley. Willis Ryder Arnold. Manolo Morales. Sarah Kaplan. Gianna Palmer. Tracy Samuelson. John Delore. Casey Holford. Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. I gotta go in. Okay. Bye. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science. Neuroscience, chemistry. But, but, we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Lale Arakogli, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you, and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. <laughs>